definitely resonated with me our church sung it yesterday morning um and every time they sing it though like it just always hits home and holy spirit just really began to speak to me yesterday like during that song and some of the notes that i got from just that song is you know do you believe like do you believe he is a good god um a miracle working god you know, what miracles has he worked or shown in your life? Um, has there been things that it seemed like that he didn't show up and maybe, you know, may have seemed like he let you down? Um, I know like in this song, it talks about um, like mental health being restored um, and addicts being set free. And those are a couple of things that I can speak on personally um, because I've struggled with mental health for so long with depression and anxiety and suicidal ideation and even homicidal um, talks, especially like after I had my son and, you know, I went through this phase of postpartum depression um, and it was a very scary feeling because I felt so isolated and so alone um, during that time frame because I didn't know that it was okay to reach out to anyone um and that's what the enemy wants to do like he wants to make you feel isolated and feel alone um and that you can't be you know reach out to anybody um and even with the addiction part you know it was like a roller coaster um because during that time with the postpartum depression and stuff um i had started to self-medicate myself um using oxy and just because I didn't want my husband to find out um, because, like I said, he is a police officer and um, I would have went to the bottle and started drinking, but I knew that he would smell that on me. So um, I started using Oxy during that time to self-medicate until I finally hit rock bottom. And you're like, what does that rock bottom look for you? Because rock bottom can look different for a lot of people. And for me, like I said, it was after I had my son and I went through this whole year of um, 
being silent and not speaking up and suppressing all my feelings and emotions um, that had became, were triggered basically from having my son um, because of some sexual abuse and stuff that had happened when I was a child. Um, and I thought, well, if this stuff happened to me as a child from family members or people that were supposed to love me, how am I supposed to protect my son? Um, so my rock bottom was I held all this in as long as I could until the enemy basically came in. Um, like John 10, 10 says, the enemy comes in to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's exactly what he was doing. Um, I had just dropped my son off at daycare and my husband was at work. Um, I was actually supposed to be going and meeting with a lady about prison ministry this evening and during the, at this time frame. And I just remember pacing back and forth um, in our townhome that we had. I was upstairs and of course my husband, you know, being a police officer, um, he had a, a gun that was on the nightstand. And every time I'd pass by that, the enemy would whisper, just go ahead and pick it up. Just go ahead and pick it up. Just end it. Just end your life right now. Um, you're you're a ter terrible mother. You're a terrible wife. Everybody would be better off without you. You know, you're already self-medicating yourself behind your husband's back. You're acting like everything's fine. You're putting on this mask to look happy. Um, just go ahead and end it. You're just miserable. They'll be better off without you. And that was my plan. Um, I picked up that gun, it was fully loaded, and I remember to this day the weight of that gun, the smell of it, the coldness of it, um, pressing it up against the temple of my head. And I remember though, I've got to tell my husband bye. And I tried calling Daniel um, a couple of times, like I said, he was on duty and he never answered. And I knew, oh, if I call dispatch, they have a recorded line. I can leave him a message there. And I did call him, and I was like, you know, this is this is me. I, I know this is a recorded line. I just want to tell my husband I love him and goodbye. So they immediately knew who I was, um, and they had officers sent to the house and stuff. And I stayed up in that room for three and a half hours while the cops were outside and now my husband's been blindsided that oh my gosh like I had no idea any of this was going on I had no idea that she was feeling this way um, any of these things so you can imagine you know somebody that's in the role that he plays not only as supposed to be the head of the household um, somebody that is a Christ follower somebody that's a police officer you know a husband a father like all these different roles and he's completely blindsided now. So that was my rock bottom. Um, and thankfully, you know, God in that moment still showed up because right at the very end, when I was fixing to pull that trigger, I heard a small, still voice and it said, I'm not through with you yet. And I got up. And I walked downstairs and one of the lieutenants, Daniel's lieutenant, came in through the front door. Um, and I just remember collapsing in his arms. But even in the darkest 
time of my life, God still showed up. And I'm thankful for that, you know. Yes, I was so far in with the enemy. Um, He was about to destroy my life. He was about to end my life. But thankfully, even in that moment, like, I could still hear God's voice say that I'm still, I'm not through with you yet. Um, And obviously, I took the steps that I needed to take to get where I am today. Um, And that's where a lot of us forget to do sometimes is, you know, it is a process. It's not an overnight fix. Um, And it took a very long time to get where I'm at. Um, And it's still a process. It's still um, a step that I have to take every day, a journey I have to take every day. Um, But a couple of things that I've learned is, you know, communication is key. You know, having a therapist is key. That does it. You shouldn't be shameful of that. Um, It's very, it should be normalized. Like, you should be able to go to somebody that you trust and express the way that you're feeling and walk through um, deeper rooted issues and triggers and emotions. And that should be fine. Um, And even medication, you know. Those things, even if it's for a season, a temporary time, you know, those things are fine um, as long as you're doing it, obviously, as prescribed um, and not trying to over-medicate yourself to numb the feeling and pain that you're trying to avoid. Um, And then also, you know, there's other things that God has showed up that we sometimes just forget about all the miracles that he's done in our lives. Um, But it may be restoring your marriage. Um, It may be finally being able to get pregnant after so long of infertility issues. Um, It may be an addiction that you've had. Um, But it always seems like there's one thing that will pop up that it seems like God wasn't there or didn't answer that prayer or you lost somebody, or you lost your job, and then you lose sight of everything else that He has done for you, and you turn blame to Him. And I'm guilty. I've done that before. You know, I have done that before. Um, I lost my uncle several years ago. He was murdered by his best friend. And I've blamed God for the longest for that. Like, God, why didn't you step in? Why didn't you protect him? Why didn't you protect my cousins that were there and witnessed all of that, um, you know, that have to live with that every day now? Why, 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 you know? And, but then we forget, you know, like a lot of times, like we don't know his plan, his purpose um, for these things that happen. And at the end of the day, like, we're, we are still called to give glory to his name um, and what, what their stories could be, their testimonies can be to, to be able to help people as well that's walked through that stuff that's seen the victory on the other side. Um, so how, how have you responded to him when things happen and things happen out of our control? We don't have control over everything. Um, and sometimes I know a lot of us that are perfectionist and like to have structure and have things in order. We, we want to have control of everything. Well, that's not healthy. 
like I've been that person. I want to control everything. I want everything in order. It has to be by this way. Um, you get so much anxiety from that. Um, and it's just going to bog you down because there's only one perfect person and that is God. Um, and we have to come to the realization of that. Um, and one of the other things is, you know, have you, have you casted him out? Um, talking about God, like, or has it brought you closer to him? Have you realized, you know, I have seen this in other people's lives where they've lost loved ones or multiple people um, in short amount of times and where you're thinking like, oh my gosh, like I could never walk through that. How are they not questioning God, you know, like, but they know who they are in him and they know God's heart and they're still out there professing God and his love for them and everybody else, no matter their circumstances. So what does scripture say? Um, so this morning I was reading in Numbers and Numbers fourteen eleven, um, and this is talking about like God <clears throat> had just led the Israelites out of Egypt and like they were tormented and just terrible to the Israelites um, in Egypt, and let's see, November, or Numbers fourteen eleven says, how long will these people treat me with contempt? How long will they refuse to believe me, believe in me, in spite of all the signs I have performed among them? So God, this entire time, had been, uh, after he led the Israelites out of Egypt, you know, they've been whining and complaining and moaning. You know, we need food. We need this. So he brought manna down. He brought quail down. And they're still moaning and complaining like they would rather go back to where they were before. Um, and let's look at some other scripture. So John 12, John 12, 37. It says, even after Jesus had performed so many signs in their presence, they still would not believe him. So have you ever seen so many times, like like we've talked about, the miracles that God has performed in your life, and then all of a sudden, the one thing that happens that doesn't go your way, then it's you lose all hope in him after everything that he's done, and just as it is in scripture, you know, like the Israelites, they keep moaning and complaining, and, and Jesus is performing all these miracles, and they're still not believing in him, they're still not in, in God, they're still not believing in him, they're still moaning and complaining, give me more, give me more, give me more. How many of us do that? Like, should we not be content with what we have? Like, who are we to be asking for God to give me more, more, more after everything that he's done for us. Um, let me pull up another scripture I'd had. So the miracles that has happened to you, are you sharing those with other people? You don't realize like we're the society that we live in today. Nobody wants to give God credit for their miracles. 
And it's so sad because you didn't make those miracles happen. I mean, obviously, if you're not a Christ follower, I mean, I can see where you may say this, this happened or this, the, my luck happened or, you know, that's whatever. But if you are a Christ follower and you have miraculous things happening, you should be sharing that with other people, not just Christ followers, um, but everybody so that they can see and start to believe. Maybe there's other people that's walked through stuff that used to believe. They used to see miracles um, happening in their lives. And then one tragic things happen and they've lost all that hope. They've turned away from God. They hate God. They despise God. And they cast him out. Maybe if you're that person that can step back into their life. Start speaking truth into them. Start showing them the miracles. Help point out the miracles that has happened to them. Like, make them sit down. Write a list out. Like, I know uh, last year, I think it was last year, um, I was sitting up on a mountaintop in Mentone. And that was one of the things God wanted me to do was to start from the beginning. Like, start from the beginning. List all the things that I've done for you. Like, He has never left me. Even in times where it felt like I, He was so far away, He wasn't so far away. I was so far away from Him. Just because I had kept putting up these barriers and pushing Him away. But in the midst of everything, He was still showing up and providing for me and my family and every other circumstance and providing miracles. So I challenge you to sit down and make a list of every time God has showed up, either for you or somebody in your family, um, and has performed miracles. Because you'd be surprised at all the things and things you can't remember or, you know, it's just crazy just to go back and sit and think of, oh my gosh, like he has been there with me throughout everything and just to give him praise. Um, I got another scripture. So John sixteen thirty-three. Let me get there real quick. It says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So God doesn't say that like, we're going to walk through this world and everything's going to be rainbows and unicorns. We are going to have trouble. It says, in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So it doesn't matter. Like Anything that we walk through, He has already walked through. He already knows. And... Instead of pushing away, instead of hiding away, um, that is when you need to start reaching out to Him. So what has God called us to do? So throughout like, well, the entire Bible basically, but especially like the book of Psalms, praise Him. Like we're supposed to glorify and praise Him for everything. The good, the bad, the ugly. (laughs) Praise Him. And I know sometimes that can be really tough. And especially if, We've got some pride issues or um, other things that are going on. But that's when you need to take that to God and say, hey, God, I have these things going on. He already knows. It's just building that relationship with him. Um, But at the end of the day, 
He just wants us to give him praise. He's never left you. He's never forsaken you. He's always been there. He's not pushed away. He's not left you. You're probably the one that has definitely pushed away. And I'm talking to myself as well. Um, Pushed away and um, isolated yourself. And the enemy plays a huge part in that, in the isolation part. But once you reach out um, and start seeking after him and laying out the miracles that he's already done, um, nobody can tell you, just like the song had said um, at the beginning, and I I highly encourage you to go through and listen to um, the entire song, Too Good to Not Believe, um, just to sit in that song and and just resonate with that song. Like it is, Let it soak over you and start to sing the words over you. Because he is too good to not believe. So thank you very much for listening uh, to the Speak Up Ministry podcast today. I highly ask you to like, share, and comment. comment. And yeah, if you have any questions, please reach out to me. Bye.